I'm going to tell you now, my mom and my dad probably know more about indoor air quality than most technicians know because I practice and practice and practice and I invested into myself until I became the guy that I am today. Today, I still invest in myself. This morning, I was up at three o'clock in this morning reading my Dell Carnegie book, getting my mind right, getting that positive attitude before I left the house. You can't leave the house with a negative attitude and expect a happy day. So let's start every day with a positive note. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your hosts, Nate and Brian, are hanging out with you again, and we got another great guest. This time, return guest, Mr. Mike Chefs, is joining us again, and he is going to be sharing his passion for service with a smile. We are excited to have him on. We're going to have a great time today. Brian and I are going to do a little bit of an introduction, and then we actually invited Mike up to our center to do training live with our technicians. And so... Instead of doing an interview this time, we're just going to let him do his thing and give you a little bit of a peek about what training here looks like, what we do, and the passion that Mike brings to not only HVAC, but customer service as well. Before we do all that, though, like I said, Brian and I are going to chat about it ourselves, and for that, we're going to turn to Brian with a quote. There is a spiritual aspect to our lives. When we give, we do receive. When a business does something good for somebody, that somebody feels good about the business. Ben Cohen. Does that name ring any bells, buddy? It does not. So I'm looking at you right now, and I'm thinking, my man Little Chirp knows his way around a carton of Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) And Ben Cohen is Ben from Ben and Jerry's. You Hit the applause. (laughs) That that was the wrong one. Sorry. All right. Well, Brian, hey, you know, you're one of the few people that can both insult somebody and compliment somebody at the same time. And I, I insult? I did, what? Yeah. Yeah. Where? Amazing. I feel really rejuvenated and yet beat down at the same time. Thank you. <laughs> it's good. It's good to be here. Uh, uh, it's also good to have Mike Chefs here. And as I mentioned, uh, he is such a passionate guy for the industry. We've had him on the show today and he kind of gave uh, his, I don't know, more of his life story, I would suppose. And when was that, Brian? That was, that was uh, I don't know, a year ago or more. He was actually our first phone guest. He was episode 37, Ooh. May 10th, 2021. Yeah, that, was a, that was a minute ago. And uh, we are happy to invite him back into our studios to uh, share some more of that passion with us. One of the things that Mike does so well is he's just, he's an, he's an every man's man. He doesn't try to, you know, overcome you with incredible words or anything like that. He just talks right to the heart and that's what makes him so endearing. And I think that's why customers love him. Yeah. Uh, Tex as well. He's like a, uh, he's a technician's technician, high level technical competency, but you know, there, you know, there, there are salesmen like who are just polished dudes that always have the right thing to say and they sound great and they, they, 
I don't know. They're just snappy, I guess. But you don't really know that they really love the customer, love the product, and love the team. They're just salesmen. They're actors. Yeah, I don't even know if they're, well, maybe. I look at them more like robots, you know? Like mm-hmm. they're here for a specific purpose. It's to make money. We're all here to make money. Don't get me wrong. Little chirp don't, you know, don't show up unless there's a <laughs> contract on the table. It's a little chirp life. But you know what I mean? Like some people show up to get paid and go home and that is, that's all they came for. Some people show up for the pay and the opportunity to serve the customer and the opportunity to hang around cool people and be part of a team. And, you know, it's not for everybody, but there are a difference between some of these people. Mike Chefs is somebody who just freaking loves this industry, loves HVAC plumbing, electrical techs. He loves the trades. He loves his customers. This dude, he's got a Facebook group, uh, called Team Believe, and it's 800 members in in the tri-brands in one hour, Ben Franklin, Mr. Sparky. And he he posts videos with him and his customers from like, I don't know, how many years ago was he just running calls? I don't even know how many years ago it was. But he still, he would just get these video testimonials like uh, our friend Tommy Mello recommended everyone does a couple weeks ago. Um, he But he'll, Mike will repost these old videos of him with his customers from a few years ago, just saying like, you know, love hashtag love my clients and stuff like that. Just people he met once served, got a video with them and and they just love this dude. Oh, and by the way, he's one of the highest producing IAQ techs in one hour history, like nationwide. All right. Yeah. The guy loves the product. He loves his customer. He loves his team. He loves the organization and he would go on these maintenance calls and mostly maintenance calls and build such a relationship with the client that he would he would outsell everyone in one hour nationwide in indoor air quality and also get video reviews from his clients and then you know he's a big um he's a big follow-up guy he'd follow up with them to ask them how they liked the product and anytime someone didn't think it does what he said it does he would correct it like he he was just obsessed he still is with customer service in general um that's the type of duty assault of the earth just a real down-to-earth dude uh and we got to spend some time with him here a few days ago hung around the shop for a couple days which was really cool to have him around and then he he just did a kind of unplanned two-hour training i mean like two days before we really planned it said why don't you you know you want to like what six to eight chill with the the uh hvac service techs here Yeah, that's 6 a.m to 8 a.m 6 a.m you know he lives in florida flew here to hang and and then uh he just said okay yeah i'll do it and talked mostly about customer service and how he interacts with and wins over his clients um it was going to be a maintenance like how to perform a proper maintenance uh training but he just got so into the customer service aspect of it and our team here was so hungry for more of that. They just ate it up that he just stayed with that the whole time. I think <clears throat> Nate has it cut down to what? 90 minutes. Yeah. It's about 90 minutes. So it's the 90 minute talk of him just training our techs on how he builds a relationship with the client. It's just, it's just great stuff. It really is Brian. And I appreciate Mike's uh, just genuineness 
so much. I and mean, he, he's, <clears throat> he's got a great story and he speaks from the heart. He speaks from his emotion and he speaks most importantly, uh, from the evidence of his past. These are real world things that he has learned and developed over the course of well, he's going on well over a decade in the home services industry. And he brings that passion, uh, not only in his speaking, but everywhere he goes. I mean, the guy is just, he is a positive dude, no matter what. And he'll even speak about that, uh, as one of the emphasis, emphasis is, is that right? Emphasis, emphasize, emphasize, emphasize. Yeah, emphasize. <laughs> as, no as one of his main points in terms of how to deliver top-notch customer service, which is why we called this podcast service with a smile before those of you, uh, who are in the plumbing and electrical trades or any other trades that is not HVAC, um, tune out on this one. His podcast or this episode uh, of his is far reaching beyond just one specific trade. Now he will go into some specifics about how he does things in HVAC, but if you listen intently, you'll hear the passion of what he's talking about goes far beyond just heating and air conditioning. It is really a lifestyle and a, an intentionality when he walks in that home as a servant. Uh, for the record, he just texted me. I would really, I would really prefer if Lil Chirp could just freestyle an amazing intro for my episode. <laughs> I believe that would be next level. Wouldn't you agree? I said, I would agree. He said, you're a closer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe Guess you. I, I got some selling to do here. <laughs> So uh, I wanted to, before we get on with it, um, read a recent review that we had on the podcast. That's a oh, good, you're on board. All right, cool. Because the, the uh, dead stare you were giving me, it could have gone either way. Well, you're always so, um, you telegraph where you're going, Brian. So I, I really, I really follow <laughs> quick. <laughs> Been doing electrical for over 20 years, now all residential. I used to do time and materials, run ragged day in and day out. Always busy, no profit. About the time I found your podcast, I went to flat rate. Since just a year ago from having four electricians and doing time and material to now with just one tech, we have made over $50,000 more in five months' time with two total people compared to five. Ooh. I listen to nothing but podcasts now. Got my lead guy enjoying your show, too. The voices are great on the ears. He's talking about mine. <laughs> the content is extremely on point and what everyone in the trades needs to do. He's talking about mine. Yeah, probably. Love that you guys are taking your time, your money to, sorry. Love that you guys are taking your time and your money to better the entire trade industry. A good deed done. That was Wired Electric in Myrtle Beach. He got his whole... Wired Electric in Myrtle Beach. Oh, that was the, the username? <laughs> yeah, the whole username. In there. Well, shout out Wired Electric. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Tim from Wired Electric. <laughs> Tim's in an electrical group with us. Oh, okay, nice. Appreciate that, buddy. We appreciate the kind words, Tim, and Tim's a big supporter of the show. Uh, he was less than thrilled when he heard on the show that I was in Myrtle Beach a couple months ago and did not swing by to say what's up. Mm, um, yeah. Next time, buddy, for sure. Uh, I took my wife on, on that trip with me and every time that was like the first one she's ever gone on with me and she will be at vertical track with me which, uh, as this airs will be tomorrow. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So she'll be at vertical track with me and this will only be the second time she's made one of these things with me. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, 
But yeah, when when she's there, like if she's not there, I'll get to, out of the conferences or the meetings or whatever, and I'll immediately start looking for a shop to visit or you know somebody to go hang with that's trades related, a bigger shop than us to go see or anything, just something work related. Because I don't know, I don't I don't look at it like work. I just it's just what I do and I love it. So. Uh, couldn't make it because every time I got done with the meetings, she was like, uh, what time are you coming up to the room? What time are we going to the beach? What time are we going to eat? Like, So we had to go do our thing. But uh, we'll make it happen sooner than later, Tim. We appreciate the review, buddy. And we appreciate everyone who takes the couple minutes that it would take to go to the Apple Podcast app. Scroll down a little bit to where it says reviews. Click on write a review and tell us what you think of the show. Why do we appreciate that? Because we love to hear compliments about ourselves. <laughs> even, even more so if I get to screenshot it, print it out, and hang it over my desk, which is what I do with every one of them. Yeah, uh, so I, I now scratch four. out anywhere it says guys or Nate, and I put Brian. <laughs> and uh, No, because like we have 120 through, 123 reviews right now. When when we go after a high level guest that we want to have, I don't know, like say yeah, Chris Voss, I don't know, hmm, yeah, <laughs> and um, ask their people. You have to get through a gatekeeper, so we're we're getting a hold of someone to get someone like that on the show. They immediately go to the podcast app and they look at how many reviews a show has, and the more sh- reviews a show has, and the longer it's been out, the better your chances are of that message getting to the person you're looking for. So it means a lot both to Nate and myself, the show, and also to you as a listener, that we have a lot of reviews because it, it literally decides if certain guests are going to come on or not. So please take the couple minutes, write a review. Five stars if uh, you really enjoy the show. Don't write a review if you really don't enjoy the show. Just stop listening, please. Turn it <laughs> off. And if not for uh, me and Brian, do it for a little chirp, right? Yeah. What do you say? You get to 200. We get to 200 reviews. And Lil Chirp is going to release a single. <laughs> uh, Come on, dude. The studio, the live studio audience is all over that. Did you hear him? Oh, there they go again. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like they're on cue. <laughs> yeah, little. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little chirp theme song right there. <laughs> All right. So, deal. We get to 200, 2022. Little chirp releases a single. Oh, my word. That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> Dude, Apple's probably going to like exit out anyway. Like, it's you can't do like contests and stuff to get reviews. Ah, who cares? Let's just do it. Yeah. <laughs> little chirp's releasing a single. I'll make it happen. Don't worry. Yeah. Great. Well, what we're going to be releasing here is uh, Mike Chefs into your Wait, passenger you didn't seat. Agree. Uh, did you notice that? I did. Oh, doorbell rang. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Moving on, aren't cool. we? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a world where a little chirp would do a rap on the waist. This is why podcast. Brian cannot be in control of the soundboard. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah, we in? We good? Little chirp, I hope you write it, bro. How many? How many? How far away are we? Wait, little chirp's texting with the hand that don't write. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't write lyrics. <laughs> little chirp's freestyling. Yeah. How how far away is that? How many do we, we have? We got one twenty three. 
That oh, would be yeah. All right, nearly I'll, doubling our I'll agree to that. It's like five years out, so <laughs> we're fine. All right, cool. Appreciate that, buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, who you're going to appreciate right now is Mr. Mike Sheffs as we put him in your passenger seat. Our guest today is Mr. Michael Sheffs. He is an HVAC technician from Florida, and he has been in the industry for well over 10 years. He's gone from the bottom to the top as an installer to a service technician, maintenance technician, management trainer. He's been all around, and he is passionate about what he does. He is the originator of a Facebook group with over 800 members and growing nationwide. And is a Dale Carnegie graduate, which I know he credits a lot of his speaking ability to do that. And we're going to enjoy listening to him today. He's not going to be live in the studio with Brian and I. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we had the privilege of recording one of his speeches to our technicians here. And you're going to get the benefit of that right now. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming. I mean, uh, it's been a long trip for me. It was, you know, about 14 hours from, from home. As many of y'all know, my happy place is in a training or an attic someplace. I really enjoy what I do, and because of that, um, I find happiness in those times where most of us aren't happy. You know, so really, my whole special um, gift is to do a five-star mince with a smile. You know, every time that we walk in that house, we need to be smiling. And unfortunately, that seems to be a challenge for most of us to smile. How many of us really love to be here? at six o'clock in the morning i'm excited you know so this is a big thing for me is as coming up in the trade i was a little bit different than everybody else my mom and dad were marines so doing the ordinary things extraordinarily well was how we was raised my house was raised a little bit different every morning we had to wake up we had chores to do we had to make our bed we had to brush our teeth and ultimately get ready for an amazing day through that process, I learned as I got older that that was the best thing to do regardless of what I was doing. So when I got into heat and air conditioning, I was the guy that everybody called crazy. I was the one that took twice as long to do anything that everybody else was doing. Well, I came from school. I was pretty good in school. I graduated the top of my class. And, you know, I thought that coming from school, you was way advanced, you know, like you was there. And I found out quickly after walking in the first five minutes was, hey, forget everything you learned in school and let's get down to working. I thought for sure I was going to be a service tech. You know, that's what I trained for for two years. But the owner was a very wise man and said, you know what, Mike, you need to start at install. You need to understand exactly how this system works, how it's installed and how these practices come together. Because ultimately, if we're just coming out of school and we're going into the field and we're learning stuff that's broken, we really don't know what the proper way to do it when it comes to a brand new system and how it's installed. So I did spend a little bit of time in install. Wasn't very much because, like I said, everything I did was twice as long as everybody else. And the company that I worked for wasn't a company that worried about quality. It was more about quantity. So the guys that I was working with were doing two to three installs a day. I was happy to do one. You know, it took me anywhere from eight to 10 hours to do a system. But after the system was installed, I was so proud of it that I put my name on it. I had my number, my employee number, and my name on everything I installed because I spent my time and I was proud that I did it. 
the biggest thing that I realized is guys learn from what they learn from the last guy, right? You walk into a company, they send you with some guy and they say, that's who's going to train you. Well, the guys who were training me were doing two to three systems a day. So there was not a lot of processes and procedures. So being a guy that lived in Norway for a long time and we didn't have a Walmart, we had an Ikea. And if any of y'all work or been to an Ikea, you buy your furniture, but ultimately when you get home, you got to put it back together, right? And being an American, I figured, you know what? I can put this together without those instructions. I'm smart enough to figure this out. After the first couple pieces of furniture, I realized that I needed to look at that piece of paper that came with it to realize exactly how I was supposed to put this furniture together because ultimately just common sense wasn't working and my stuff was a little bit wobbly. So when I got into the air conditioning, the first thing I did was start looking at the manuals. I'm a big manual reader. The guy who wrote it knows what he's doing. That's the way that we're supposed to install these air conditioners. But unfortunately, the industry said, hey, you know what? Those instructions end in the bottom of the box most of the time. I had to read that box. I had to pull them out the bottom and I had to read them. So first, you know, my guy that was my partner really got upset with me because it took us two hours to get started because I had to read the manual. Regardless if I installed that system yesterday and it was the same exact one, I want to know and make sure that I did everything like the manual said. Because at the end of the day, I'm responsible for how that system's going to work. And the biggest thing that I ever heard was the most important day of an air conditioner's life is the day it's installed. So I took a lot of pride in that. And ultimately, I took a lot of time. I believe it takes a lot of time to do something amazing. Um, but eventually, they told me, Mike, um, unfortunately, nobody wants to work with you. It takes you eight hours to do an air conditioner that they've been doing in four hours. We got guys that are doing three systems a day and you're only doing one. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I mean, I, I did everything by the book. I read the instructions. So the only thing I could ask for is let me ride with the other guys that are doing two to three. And maybe they know something that I don't or something that isn't in the book. So I rode with them, right? First thing I noticed was the instructions. Ended in the bottom of the box, right? First thing they took out, threw it right in the box and kept going. We've done this two, three times a day. We're professionals. Well, I dug it out the bottom of the box. And at the end of the, in the manual, it tells you exactly how to install that system. So ultimately what I did was not get in their way, but I stood behind them. And I just watched what they did every single process. And when they didn't do something that was in the book, I asked them, what about this? Oh, that's no big deal, Mike. Well, what about doing, you know, what about doing this? Nah, you don't really need to do that. You know, that's for another kind of system. Like, wow. Okay. Well, I'm starting to realize really quickly how you're able to get two to three systems and I'm only get one. So at the end of the day, I kind of figured out why. Next day, I walked into the owner's office and I said, you know what? I figured out why, sir, that I'm not doing two to three systems today and I do apologize. You know, me personally, I looked at the manual and I realized in the manual there's some things that don't need to be in there. And our technicians, our installs know the ways to do this and do it without knowing all the instructions. <laughs> Ultimately, the owner said, Mike, you'll never be an installer for my team ever again, simply because he wanted me to do two to three and quality didn't matter. So they moved me up into a maintenance department and said, you know, we're going to be you're going to be a maintenance tech. And I was like. Great. I mean, what's this do? Do I have any books? Can I do any training? 
Nah, you'll figure it out. Just go out there. You'll figure it out. Ultimately, I knocked on my first door. Didn't know an introduction. Didn't know what to say. Didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of lost. But the company I was working for wasn't a company that trained. They were a company that came in. They threw you out to the wolves. And if you survived, you made it. If you didn't, hell, you know, we'll replace you. It wasn't the kind of company I wanted to work for. You know, I started doing maintenances there, and they required us to do seven to eight maintenances a day. That's a lot of maintenances. They required me to do 30-minute maintenances, 45 at the most, and I had to get in and out. Thing was, we were all on commission pay. So what I did on those jobs determined how much I was going to bring home. After three weeks, the office called me in there and says, Mike, you're not making no money. You just, I don't know if you're going to make it in the maintenance department. Well, it was a tough decision I had to make, you know, so I had to think like, wow, I'm doing the very best I can, but I'm not an air conditioning technician, according to these guys. So on the way out of that building, I stopped by my sales manager's office, who I didn't know. He was a guy in charge of the sales team. And I stopped and I asked him. I didn't know him very much. So I asked him, you know, like, what is it that I can do better to help me improve on what I'm doing? Ultimately, what he told me was, Michael, we're not going to invest in you. You have to invest in yourself. When you go home after work, do you watch your favorite episode of Friends? Or do you spend a little bit of time reading and learning about air conditioning and heating? Do you go home and watch YouTube videos about successful people? Do you watch podcasts? Ultimately, my answer was no. I'm a basketball fan. I'm a football fan. When I'm off work, I'm happy to be off work. This is my free time, right? I've been at work since 6 o'clock. I get off at 5 from 5 to whenever time I go to sleep. That's my time. But I realized at that moment that I wasn't investing in myself, and this company was not going to invest into me. Unfortunately, that's how it is. You are truly blessed to be working for a team that trains and believes in training. I have traveled to many locations, and this is not something that they really like to do. They don't invest in their teams. They don't put that little bit of effort forward to make you better. They rely on you to become better as yourself. So when I walked away from that office that day, I had one week to survive. At that end of the week, I didn't make the money that they required. I had to go find another job. Like I said, I just got out of air conditioning school. This was my big jump into the world. I wanted to make the biggest impact. So I went home. I turned on Ziggler. And I turned them on. And I left them on all night. And I went to sleep with them on. And I thought that, you know, when I woke up, I was going to be that guy. <laughs> it didn't work. You know, there is no magic pill. There is no easy way to success. It's a lot of work. Investing into yourself takes time. It takes effort. You got to put down the video games. You got to turn off the TV. And you got to focus on yourself. Because without focusing on yourself, you're going to be the same guy you were today, tomorrow. There is no growth in that. And when you constantly stay the same, you become stable and you just eventually are unhappy on where you work at. And being unhappy on where you work at is one of the worst things that happens in anyone's life. I would like for everybody to come to work every day with a smile and be happy that they work here. Because you realize that when you come in here and you're not happy, 
and you have your head down and you're not smiling, you affect everybody in this team. Everybody. If you walk in with a frown and you're having a bad day and you talk to somebody, they might be having a good day, but after talking to you, they might be thinking a little bit different on how things are going today in their world. So you got to be very careful on what you bring into this office because a bad attitude is probably about as bad as coronavirus. We can all catch it quickly in this room. One bad attitude can spoil the whole bunch. So it's very important to stay with that positive attitude. It's important to carry it on to our clients. If they can walk, if they, you walk into the house and they see you're unhappy and your head's down and you're not smiling, they can feel that. They can feel it the minute that you open the door. They know you don't like your job. They know you work for an eight to five and they know you're in a hurry to get home at five o'clock. They know that guys. I can see it. I can feel it. So the, when I started riding, the first thing I had to learn was smile. I didn't know what I was doing, but I learned that if I smiled, it would change the way that that conversation went inside that house. So that really helped me out. The next thing I had to do was figure out a way to offer some things that they didn't have and do it in 30 minutes. <laughs> well, you know, being in the field for just a short amount of time, that was really, really hard to do. So I invested into myself. I went home, I read, and I watched everything about indoor air quality and the importance of indoor air quality because ultimately what I was seeing was because of the high humidity inside Florida and the lack of people caring, the indoor air quality was the easy way to make some money quickly. So ultimately, the company that I worked for didn't give me that chance to do my whole evaluation on the system. I had 30 minutes. So as a technician, I learned really quickly just to go in and cut the plenum open, hand it to them like a piece of pie. Oh, wow. What do you think we should do? And how important is indoor air quality to you? <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm looking at something gross and nobody's ever talked about it and it's in my house, I want it out. I want it out quickly. So I always bring my oxyquantum in, in my hand, handed it to them and said, this is what we can do. Guys, I was really good at it. I was probably better the first two years than I ever was in my career because I didn't know the product information. I didn't know the air conditioning lingo. I was just a basic person who was in an air conditioning van, but I wasn't technical. And that's why I won. So I was constantly selling these oxyquantums and my micro power guards, and I was doing it quickly. Problem was those packages started getting bigger. They went from $9.99 up to like $3,500. Well, now I can't do a $3,500 deal in 35 to 45 minutes. Impossible. Now I got to spend a little bit of time. The next thing I realized is the phone call I got from the homeowners, you know, saying how amazing I was, how I went over and beyond, how I was different than everybody else, how I did things that nobody else did, and I talked about things they never talked about. That was a reward to me. I felt like I was accomplished. Unfortunately, the owners of the company didn't believe so. They called me into the office three times. They wrote me up and said, Michael, we don't have time to listen to your clients call in and tell us how amazing you are. We have enough problems with the customers calling in saying how bad things are working. What do you say? I was kind of stuck. Like, so do you want me to tell them not to call? Do you want me not to do my job? 
where is this balance at? Because I sure don't want to be in your office every couple of days getting written up for doing my job. Ultimately, we had to make a decision to leave because ultimately I'm going to do the very best I can. That's just the way mom and dad raised me. So I ended up leaving and got a great offer, an amazing team at one hour heating and air in Niceville. The owner of the company called me in there and says, Mike, we've heard from another customer who you are, what you do, but what do you want? I said, sir, the only thing I want is two to three calls a day and I want training. That's it. He didn't tell me, man, you went to school and you know everything. He didn't give me every excuse that all the other companies gave me. He offered me endless, endless training. First thing he did was sign me up for SES Academy Online. As many know, in SAS Academy Online, that's an endless training. You can go from basic all the way to an owner management position in their training. Well, when other people are sitting there watching their favorite episode of Friends, trying to watch all seasons, I was that guy on Success Academy that never put it down. From Friday night when I got home till Monday morning, I was on Success Academy learning everything that I had to offer because I was going to invest in myself. This company gave me something that the other company didn't, and that's training. They offered it to me. They didn't tell me that it was up to myself to invest in myself. They told me, hey, you know what? We'll give it to you. All you got to do is do it. After a couple months, I was number one in Success Academy Online. My name was on the top. I was so proud. Like, wow, these guys, you know, like they don't know me yet, but I'm number one. So I, that's what I accomplished by investing in myself because the other guys weren't investing as much as I was. You see, at that time, most people were doing maybe two to three a week, and most of them, they were actually sent from their manager to do them. I did it because I wanted to. So when I started learning Success Academy online, I started understanding the process procedures. And the processes and procedures is what makes us different from everybody else. That attitude, the training, the company history, our warranties and our guarantees, they're different. But when you don't know this kind of stuff, you're kind of bumping your head and you're walking in there and you're offering the highest price, but with no value. So ultimately, we had to build value on what I had to do. So when I came to one hour, they gave me all the training that I could possibly imagine. They even let me ride with somebody. You know, that was just so amazing to be able to ride with somebody and see their job instead of being thrown out there to the wolves and saying, Mike, you'll make it. So the biggest thing I got was they're better than what I have been doing. They're doing a little bit more than what I was doing. And ultimately, nobody's complaining or the dispatch is not calling and saying, hey, you know what? It's time to move on to the next one. You know, so it was an amazing team. So I took advantage of it. First thing I did was get in my maintenance truck and I slowed down. I ended up staking about two hours, two and a half hours in most cases. I started doing the whole maintenance. I started to enjoy life. I started having fun where I worked at. I started smiling. When I started smiling, the, cha the whole change happened. Ultimately, when I started there, I, um, he, I asked for training. I had an amazing owner. And at that time, Bimax was offering us um, a cruise every single year for the top IQ performers. Well, I knew I was pretty good at IQ because I can sell one in 30 minutes or less, but ultimately I wanted to be on that cruise. The owner of the company gave me the blessing to go on my very first cruise 
with BIMAX without selling an IQ package. I went on there, top 500 performers in the nation, surrounded by success and people that were doing the same thing as I was. At that moment, I knew I was part of a team. I knew I was something bigger than a, a Niceville one-hour location. I knew that I had family in California. I knew I had them in Texas. I knew that I was part of something much greater than just a simple location. And that's what makes us amazing, guys. We do have somebody that we can reach out to. We do all know a guy. This is what's about teamwork. So once I got into the Bimax Cruises, I started meeting a lot of people. I started talking to people. And I realized then that, you know what? I um, Indoor air quality is pretty important, but the way that I was doing it was wrong. I didn't do it for the homeowner. I didn't do it because it was the right thing to do. I did it because that was the way the company trained me to do it. And I didn't know any better. So once I got on that cruise, we actually went to Belize. And on the way to Belize, um, we stopped. It's a small, you know, I don't know, third, I think it's a third world party. I mean, it's just like a real beat up little town. And on the way off of the cruise ship, this guy was standing there and he was trying to sell everybody coconut trees. What he had did was break the coconut husk and he glued it all together. So it was this little tree. It was cute. But ultimately, to him sit there and being like, hey, you want a coconut tree? You want a coconut tree? I'm like, no. You know, I gave him every no that we hear. I got things I got to do. I got to talk to the wife. We're going on an excursion. It's too much. I gave him everything. Like I have heard in the last two years, I gave him it all. Ultimately, Smokey stopped. He stopped talking about the coconut tree. He stopped trying to sell me this piece of product. And he started talking about me. He started talking about him. He started talking about Belize and all the great things there. And we started talking about America. And ultimately, after 20, 30 minutes, me and Smokey became friends. Like we made a connection. And I was like, man, Smoke, you know, I, I got to go, man. You know, people are waiting. We got an excursion, man. I love talking to you. Amazing. Thank you. From here to that wall, I was walking away and Smokey said, hey, Mike. I was like, yeah, what's up? Like, man, you want to buy a coconut tree? I bought two of them. Guys, I didn't realize why I bought two coconut trees from this guy that I gave him every single no that we've heard. I didn't realize it. But I knew they were going to break. I mean, I was going on an excursion, right? I'm riding behind a donkey, you know, right through the middle of town. I knew they weren't going to last. You didn't give me all the nice pads and everything that I need when I get something from Amazon. So I knew in my mind, but I didn't know why. So once we got back to the cruise ship, yes, one of them already broke. I had the other one. I put it on the window. I was like, wow, it's nice. After a couple of days, that coconut tree broke. And I just woke up the next morning and I realized why. It wasn't the product. It wasn't the good sales spiel that he had. He didn't have something lined out on paper to kind of figure out why I should buy and why it's important. I realized I bought that because Smokey was my friend. And when Smokey was my friend, I didn't hesitate to say no. You see, before I knew him, I didn't want that coconut tree. After I knew him, still didn't want the coconut tree. But 
I had a reason to buy it, right? So when I came back to America, I realized that it wasn't about products. It wasn't about how much I knew about the UV sterilization package. It was about building relationships. So I changed my game. I changed it from a salesperson that all of us look at as evil and ugly. And I changed it to a friend, a family member, somebody who walks in that gets invited back. And when I did that, amazing things happened. The whole world changed for me. I went from being good to being great. My name was on the national board and IQ more than five or six times in one year. I was consistent in what I did. I didn't use sales tactics. I didn't need product information. I needed to walk in as a fan. I needed to walk in with it as a stranger and leave as a friend. And guys, it's amazing what happens when you build that relationship with your homeowners. You see, my job is not to come in and sell you everything, but my job is to make sure that you invite me back. Building lifetime relationships and clients is what we do. The part of getting the ductwork clean, sealed, the UV sterilization, that comes as a byproduct. But if you walk in there with a bad attitude, your head down, and the thought and the process of nothing is going to happen here, that this is a crazy call, you're right. You're 100% correct that nothing will happen if that's the way that you believe and think. You see, a lot of technicians, when they look at their board, they're like looking at it like, man, this is just a clogged drain line. Why would they send me out there? Why don't they send a new guy? Why? You know, to me, I look at that call as an opportunity. I look at that as somebody I haven't met yet. I look at that as somebody that's going to be my friend. I look at somebody that's maybe going to give me some coffee and tea, right? Guys, that's what it's all about. Don't let the call get you in a bad attitude so you're driving to the call and you're complaining the whole time. Because just like we talked in the very beginning, that bad attitude is just as bad as coronavirus. It will spoil everything you got going on. A bad attitude will do that. And too many times in the industry, guys get into that head and think, you know what? This isn't a good call. This is a bad thing. I've looked at the history. They haven't done anything. Guys, you're the difference. Six people walked in that house without a smile. Six people walked in that house with an I don't care attitude. Six people walked in that house with, I'm going to get the hell out of here as quick as I possibly can. Today is the day, guys. We're not going to do that. We're going to walk in and we're going to take advantage of that situation as it is right now. It's not the drain line that I'm worried about. Maybe they're not a lifetime client yet, but they will be. Because you're going to give them something they never given before, right? Attitude. It starts there. When you start with a great attitude, your whole day's better. You bring it to your team. You walk through the door. You have a happy day. You go to the client's house. You smile. You give them a better day. I mean, I've had so many clients that have called and texted and said, Mike, thank you for coming out. It was amazing talking with you. Guys, it wasn't about the air conditioner. It was the relationship that I built with that client. That made them better. A lot of us know that a lot of those clients don't call us because their air conditioner needs to be maintenance, but they call us because they want to talk. Some of these people, husband passed away, wife passed away. Every six months, we're the only guy they see. 
Why not make that a pleasant experience? Walk in there with a positive attitude, knowing today is the day that I'm going to change these people's life. So once I started going in there and I started realizing that we're going to have fun doing this, I started taking time. I started doing things that I never seen nobody do before. I started looking in things that nobody else done. I mean, I was climbing in the attic and across the attic. Well, y'all know a little bit about snow up north, but, you know, down south, we call that white sand. But when I look in the attic and the insulation hasn't been stepped on, it was like one of those days when it snows and nobody's been walked across that snow. It was that path. It was that path that I looked at that said, nobody's been there. Nobody's ever been to the end of this attic. So ultimately, I had to make that decision that I have no limits. I will do whatever I possibly can for this homeowner. I will treat every homeowner like my own mom and dad. And I did. So every attic I went to, I went to the farthest part. I took videos, I took pictures, and I always heard, Mike, man, no one's ever done that. Well, as a company, we're growing. We're getting better and better. That is the kind of company you want in your house, isn't it? The problem is, is the guys behind me weren't doing the same thing. The guys in forward of me wasn't doing the same thing. I was kind of that only guy. The management was a very wise manager. Said, Mike, you know what? You're doing things that nobody else has done. I want you to spend a little bit of time with each and every one of these guys. That's what I did. Every single day I rode with somebody. I wanted to change their life. I wanted to show them what the one-hour way was. Because ultimately when I sit inside a room and I ask people where they learned how to do a maintenance, the answer usually was from the other guys that I came from. And that's a sad part because we're nothing like the other guys. We don't have a competition. They're just there. So when we're learning from the other guys and we're bringing that to our home and that's how the way we're treating our clients, we're the one in the wrong. So when I started training these guys, they started doing things that they'd never seen and started talking about things they'd never done. And ultimately, we became the number one company in the nation. It seemed like overnight. But it was smiles that did it. It was the process that changed everything. These guys had an I don't care attitude. They didn't anymore. They still don't. It's all about that, how we walk into the house. So when I started doing my maintenance, it was 30, 45 minutes in the beginning, you know, not a big presentation, very small. But me, I wanted to do a little bit more than everybody else. Doing the ordinary things extraordinarily well was my lifestyle, was the way I was raised. So ultimately, when I started going in there, I started taking more pictures and videos. When I got to the maintenance, first thing I did was gave that great presentation speech of who I am, who this company is, and what we plan on doing today. You know, a lot of people, they miss that step. And when I do a lot of training, I watch guys that I'm standing behind, knock on the door, and a homeowner walks in, and they don't know what to say. They just kind of look at them like the homeowner is supposed to invite them in and already know who they are. That presentation speech in the, in, right from the very beginning is the most important. Let them know who you are, why you're here, what you plan on doing. They have to have a direction. Once I get to know them people, most of the time my presentation, they say it's 30, 60 minutes, but because I'm smiling and I'm having a good time, usually they stop me there. They want to talk. They want to meet me. They want to know who I am. 
Like it's always a great conversation. But me personally, I wouldn't allow you in my house if you didn't, if I didn't know who you were and I didn't feel comfortable. I got a kids and a wife in my house. So it's very important that the person coming in my house, just like your house, probably that that person is somebody that you feel should be inside your home. That's what that speech is for. It's not a sales speech. It's not a process. It's an introduction to say, hey, you know what? Am I allowed in your house? I want them to care. I want them to hold my pocket through the whole process. I want to take me to the thermostat. I want them to show me their filters. I want to learn everything I possibly can, like a doctor would do to you if you came in there. Because I've never been here before. And I, I don't spend a lot of time looking at the notes of the other guys because the other guys weren't doing what I was doing. Most, most of them, nine-year-old, 10-year-old system, running good, looks great, no problems. Guys, I've been doing this and looked over thousands of systems. And I'm going to tell you, I haven't seen one five, six-year-old system that's running great. Not happening. There's always going to be issues. Just like a car, right? There's always going to be something that needs repaired, replaced, or upgraded. Every single one. So when I see somebody that puts running great, doing good, I know they didn't do their job. And ultimately, they left me out to dry. So I didn't spend a lot of time looking at their notes and saying, hey, you know what? This is what the last guy said because I didn't want to fall into the pocket or that attitude that he did. Because the last guy that read his note said, it's running good. Why do I need to look at anything? I took it as this is the first time I'm here and this won't be the last. So when I started, I started pulling things apart. I started pulling the blower out. Nobody had done that. But me... <laughs> If you were to pull a big piece of metal out in my house, I'm going to know the reason why. So when I went in there, our air handlers are in our house, usually in a closet, um, usually pretty close to the kitchen or someplace where they'll be resting at if they're not holding on to my pocket already. But when I pull that blower out, that's it. You know, I'm like, wow, I'm looking at the blower wheel. I'm looking at the oil to make sure that the blower motor isn't bad or going bad. I'm looking at the rust. And then ultimately, because I pulled the blower out, I got this big area that I can put my head up there or my camera, and I can look into the dirtiest spot of the air conditioning and heating's house. Guys, if I can't get to the plenum and I can't see the plenum and nobody's ever looked at the plenum, then I'm going to take care of some amazing things today. You see, most people don't realize what they're breathing inside their house until the service technician comes in and does his job properly. So, you know, they know they smell the mildew. They got the runny noses. They got every symptom, but nobody has ever gave them the reason why. Most of the clients that I've known, especially live in Florida, go to the doctor, to an allergy doctor. They go to the allergy doctor because they got runny noses all the time. Their eyes are watering. Doctor never says, ask your, do your air conditioning doctor to look in the ductwork. He just says, hey, here's the pills. Take these. Take them three times a day and you'll get better. Most people don't realize that their allergies and their problems go away when they're at work and then come home and that's when it problems. But if you ask that question, they will start to realize why. And that is so important. 
is to pull that blower out and do things that nobody else done before. Pulling the blower out to me is just the first step of going over and beyond. When I pull that out, I'm looking at it. I'm also going to be looking up into my plenum area. Once I look into my plenum area, I'm that guy. Oh, wow. I mean, many people would know if you were at a doctor's office and he's looking at something regardless of what he at, and he just says, oh, wow. How's that going to go for you? I'm sure you're not going to let that slide by the side and be like, I, I hope that wasn't for me. <laughs> Guys, they're going to pay attention. They're going to know one or why you said, oh, wow. And the problem with air conditioning technicians, we've seen the same thing so many times that it's not a oh, wow to us. We look at a dirty blower and it's not that dirty. We look at a little bit of dust and growth in our duct systems and <laughs> it's not that bad. I've seen it. But guys, it's bad. If it's dirty, it's bad. I don't care how many times you've seen it. It's not supposed to be there. A, a, a doctor who diagnosed cancer doesn't tell his cancer patients that <laughs> it's not that bad. I've seen worse. Guys, it's not. So a lot of us are missing that that connection with our clients because we've seen it so many times. We've seen the blower wheel dirty. We've seen the growth in there. So we're not, oh, wow. We're just like, uh, same one, same kind of stuff. But our homeowner, this is their home. This is bad. So when I do that, I want to explain to them what it is I'm seeing. In the beginning, I used to sell that product right then. But then with one hour, I have learned a lot of processes and procedures, and I have read so many books. And I realized that now is not the time to talk about that. You see, if I walk into your house in the first couple minutes, I'm talking about the filter you're using is too restrictive. I talk about the dust on your grills. I talk about the high humidity. I talk about all the things that I figured out in the very beginning. I become, an, I become that guy that they don't like. I become that guy that comes in the house and complains about things where nobody else said anything about too thick of a filter or the dust on here. So my relationship isn't going to work out in the beginning like it should because now I'm that guy complaining that already walked in their house and had seven complaints. You realize I'm trying to make a friend. I don't want them to not listen to me or not pay attention to what I'm having to say. So I'm going to go ahead and write it down. I'm going to take a pictures and I'm going to show them the wow. But ultimately, I'm going to do a full diagnostic of everything. And once I get completed, I'll give you a solution for it. Does that sound fair to you? That's how we do it. Once we're finished with the air handler, and I always say we want to start with the air handler first. The most important thing with air conditioning that most companies and the industry is failing on right now is airflow. Back in the day when you had these 12 and 10 seer systems, man, these guys were workhorses. They were like our old generation, right? They just worked, worked, and worked. That's what they did. They were hard workers. But today we got systems that are kind of like our millennium workers, and I'm sorry to offend anybody in here, but these blowers don't work no more. They don't want to work against a restriction. They want to take the easiest way out. So airflow is what's causing us to have the high warranties, the callbacks, the uncomfortable conditions in the house. It's all because of airflow. 
You see, once you start checking airflow, you start to understand the reason and why we have the problems we have. You see, there is a couple of systems that I've looked through in my career that are over 20 years old that had no dust, no growth, didn't have no replacement blower, didn't have no replacement coil, never changed their capacitor. But why? They were using the right kind of filter and their system was operating properly. Just like I said, the most important day of the air conditioner's life is the one that's installed. Somebody told them that that filter was too thick. Somebody advised them that that is the only filter they should use. Guys, I'm going to tell you the Home Depot, Lowe's, and your filter companies are better than you at your job. Guys, how many of our homeowners go to Home Depot, Lowe's, or wherever and pick up whatever kind of filter they think they should have? And which one do they go for? The one that stops all the germs, the viruses, the molds, the bacteria? The $35 filter up top? That's what they're going to pick. Why? Because they care. Because they don't want the dust in their house. They don't want the dirt, the dust, the germs, the viruses, right? They care. But unfortunately, the guy that walked into their house doing their maintenance didn't explain to them what kind of filter system they should use. You see, coronavirus was such a blessing to me because coronavirus, I had to wear that funny mask. And just like all of us, we had to wear a mask. And it's so easy now to explain to the homeowner that that's the, right, that's the wrong kind of filter to use and the effects of using that right, wrong kind of filter. You see, I can easily tell the homeowner that, you know, when you were wearing that mask, how hard it was to breathe, right? They understand now. They didn't before. I would tell them, hey, you know what? That filter's too thick. And they was like, wow, that's for all the germs, viruses, molds, bacteria. And I'm like, yeah. But so was that mask. Did you like it? Are you still wearing it? Probably not. You see, your air conditioners today are just like us. They, they want to breathe. So knowing the right kind of filter on the system, in that system, because each system is different. We have systems that are designed today that have the old design for a non-pleated filter. Ten years ago, there was nothing other than a non-pleated filter, right? Well, maybe more than that now. I've been in the industry for 10 years, so it's 15 years maybe now. So 15 years ago, you, the only filter you found in the market was a non-pleated filter. What's one of the biggest things you hear from our clients? Wow, this system, old systems used to last 15, 20 years. What do you think the problem is? Do you think it's the manufacturer making cheaper stuff so it don't last longer? I would say no. I would say it's the filter that we're choosing. You see, when that system can't breathe, it causes problems. It creates moisture. And those systems aren't designed to have moisture inside of them. You know, anything higher than 55% humidity is bad for not only us, but for our systems too. So when we restrict that air, we create all kinds of problems. You know, if we're not checking the air and we're putting refrigerant in it, we're probably adding too much refrigerant because the system can't breathe. So we overfill the system to make sure that we got it right, to get our subcool right, right? This is where things happen. The next thing is when we install the system, we should be checking the blower settings. I'm not an intelligent man, but I realize that each blower has three or more speeds that they can use. 
Not one blower goes to a two and a half. Not one blower goes to a three, but there's multiple systems that one blower goes into. So what I've found is that when looking over these systems, that the blower has never been adjusted. It's never been set. It's still on default. Default is high. So if you are on a three-ton furnace, it has a five-ton blower in it. Dip switches are set to five tons. If nobody changes them, you're set at default. So when I started checking static pressure, which was something that I learned along the way, I realized what was going on. At first, all I seen was high static pressure. Our systems, very low static is actually required on these systems. And I realized that a lot of them were double that. The first thing I noticed was that the blower settings weren't be set properly. So I would go through a three ton and it would be turned up to four tons of air. Furnaces were the burst. They're always on the high setting and no one's adjusts them. So all my furnaces were really, really high and really, really loud and I had so many problems. So we started checking blower settings and realized that, you know what, you can't rely on the guy before you because he wasn't doing what you're doing today. He wasn't growing. He wasn't investing to yourself. He wasn't taking the time to look at the manual and say, you know what, this blower needs to be set on medium or low. He just kind of threw it in there. And I know the installers because I had I, I worked with people that attitude and they were the ones doing two to three a day. They didn't have time to look in a manual. I mean, the manual was in the garbage already. So that means that they didn't ever check the settings at all. So if we're not getting the settings right on the blower, then we're ultimately setting ourselves up for failure from the very beginning. Then we're going to go ahead and put a filter in there that's too restrictive. Most of them, like I said, like the $35 really thick filters. We've offered, even offered a thicker filter called the micro power guard guys these filters are all amazing if they're used in the right processes you see a micro power guard you need 235 square inches a ton for it to work properly compared to 135 on a non-pleated filter you see in florida we don't have a lot of room to add returns they're right on top of a box the box is as big as it's going to get so we're kind of limited to what we have. And we realize really quickly that too thick of a filter causes problems. So when we do this, we got to check static pressure. We got to check the blower settings to make sure that this machine is operating properly. In Florida, we turn our blowers down to 350 CFMs a ton to make sure that we're dehumidifying and pull water out. You see, we know that the machine is supposed to run 80 to 90% of the time in Florida to remove humidity, and it's not supposed to cut on and off every 15 minutes. You see, a coil, most of us know, it takes any, anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes to even get filled up to full capacity. So if our machine is only running 15 minutes and cutting off, it's not working properly. It's not doing what the air conditioner is supposed to. Most of the time, that'll be a symptom of the blower set up too high or you got too thick of a filter in there. I mean, I mean, there's so many homeowners that are so proud when you install a new system and you walk in and they're like, man, this system's running great. Great. Well, they say, you know what? It comes on and it will cut right off in about five minutes. Never runs. To, to them, that's great. To an air conditioning maintenance guy, 
we got problems, big problems. But, you know, that's the way that they've been kind of raised, and they, that's the way they think it is supposed to be because nobody ever explained to them what's really going on. Your air conditioners are designed to run. You know, that's what they're supposed to do is there a dehumidification down south. Even I talking to people here, y'all dehumidify up here too. So it's important to have that machine run. You don't want it to cut on and off. Most important, the most expensive part of the air conditioner is cutting on and off, right? So if I was to do the math real quick and I realized that I cut it on and off 15 times a day instead of cutting on and off three times a day, but running all day, I will save you money. I'll also make you more comfortable at 78 degrees than you've ever been in your life because I know a little something about air conditioning and heat. So we're going to check the blower settings and make sure that they're proper. My iPad had every blower chart that every system I worked at. The first thing I would do is Google it, find it, take a picture of it. Now I got it on my iPad. So anytime that I went to that model number, it didn't take me five minutes because time management is important. So I didn't want to waste 30 minutes looking on the internet trying to find out where the manual is because the manual wasn't left because it's in the box. So you have to Google. And then when I found it, I would take a picture and then I knew. And then I would document it on there that, hey, you know what? I did change that. This is what I found. But on those blower settings, you'll realize that it's not only how many CFMs, but the static pressure is on the very top. Our machines are designed to work a certain amount. So once I get my blower settings right now, I got to check my static pressure and my supply and my return. The supply on a return is going to have your static pressure up top and you come straight down onto a chart and it will tell you how much CFMs it's supposed to be giving you. Guys, this is basic air conditioning. I was a maintenance tech. But this is what I learned as a maintenance tech. I liked working behind service techs because... <laughs> I could always tell them I was just a maintenance tech, right? And I figured out their problem. But a lot of times it was the basic of air conditioning heat, the blower settings, and the filter, right? So if we're checking the return static pressure, the return static pressure on any of these systems, especially in Florida, should be lowered in point two. We took some plexiglass and we put it on top of an air conditioner and we realized that at point two five, water started splashing up to the system. I realized then why my blowers were failing, why my control boards were failing. They're not meant to be in that kind of moisture. So because our system isn't breathing, our fans are revving up and it's splashing water into our systems, causing us to have the warranties and the callbacks that we all complain that we got to run. It's a good idea to check return static pressure to make sure you don't go back. Wouldn't you agree? This is where the industry is failing us. We're not investing into ourselves. We're not checking the airflow. We're not doing it. But today we should. So when you look at these systems, we want to look at pull the model number up, pull your blower chart up, and find exactly where that system's supposed to be at. Don't assume the guy behind you did it. Probably didn't. Assume that today we're going to do the very best we can and we're going to change their life. We're also going to have that conversation about the filtration system that we're using. You know, ultimately, when I talk to the homeowner, you're going to hear, I've never heard that before. Nobody's ever told us. And that's one of the hardest things that I ever had to face as a technician sitting at a table talking about indoor air quality. 
increasing your size of your duct system. It was always, Mike, no one's ever said that. But in the beginning, it was really hard. I had to overcome it. You know, it was a lot of training. You know, one hour does training. I'm learning. I'm new. <laughs> None of that worked. I still had to sit at the table and fight. So ultimately, what I figured out was not to wait until the table talk to do it. But ultimately, when I did my introduction speech, I would walk in and I let them know that, hey, you know what? Today, we're going to do things that we've never done before. And we're probably going to be talking about things we've never talked before. We are growing as a company. And that is the kind of company you want in your house, isn't it? Guys, that took the hardest objective off my table and made everything a lot easier. It also made me push a little bit harder because now I walked into your house and I said, I'm going to do the very best that I possibly can. I am going to do things that they've never done. And I am going to talk about things that we've never talked about. I put myself here. I can't go back here. I got to make sure that I do what I said I'm going to do. And that is the very best of what I do. So when you walk in there, let them know that we're growing. That this is what you want to see inside your house. Nothing stays the same and lives. You got to get better. Put yourself at that standard. Raise the bar for yourself. Because ultimately what you do today is going to change their life. And also look at one hour in a different light. You see, I realized a long time ago that, you know, the client that I'm talking to is nice. But the ones that he talks to are my golden tickets. He said, there was a lot of homes I went into that I never been to, but my name was all over it. The reason was that guy went ahead and told people at the bingo hall at the church that, you know what, I know a guy. And I was invited to their house. And those were the best conversations to have because they were talking about how well you did at the Joneses. Now we got a great relationship and we're going to have a good time today, spending, smiling and having fun. But ultimately, I'm going to do the same thing I did for the Joneses for you. So build them relationships. Do it from the very beginning. You know, so when you go in there, let's talk about it. Let's go in. Let's check the air handler. Make sure that we're doing a very thorough job. While we're doing it, I'm a big, big guy on Simple Green. If I'm going to pull the blower and I'm going to wipe everything down, I want it to smell clean. You see... God gave us a couple of senses and one of us is our nose. And, and if it doesn't smell clean, it ain't clean. That's what the mind does to us. So, you know, a lot of times when I will walk in, the grill would be dirty. I would wipe the grill down and I would take simple green and I would wipe the grill. That's one of the only things they see, right? They change the filter every month. They see the grill. They see it's dirty. They know I was just out here should be clean i'd wipe their thermostat down that's the only thing they touch every single time that's dirty all the time right but that simple green is what started those great conversations because wow smells good in here you must have did a really good job it's because it smelled good you've seen me doing work you smell it and i'm going to let you know where we have everything that Anything you can possibly imagine, we have you taken care of, and we will take make sure that we've done the best we possibly can for you. Guys, the Simple Green really changed my life. I mean, I not only use it for cleaning, but I use it for my drain lines now. 
I did get pushed up to a service department for a little bit. I mean, they made me be a service guy. So I had to call unclogged drains. All I would do is go out there, your drain lines clogged, pour some simple green in it, take my safety switch off and sit down and have a cup of coffee. I know in 15 minutes, the drain line is going to be cleared out. I'm going to know everything about you. And then I'm going to do my full evaluation on the system. Ultimately, I was making more money in the service world than I ever made in the maintenance world. And it was because of smile. Like when I was a service guy, I was, I was happy. Like how can you not be happy about being a hero? Nobody wants to be hot, cold, and bothered. Nobody. You walk up, you show up in a beautiful, clean, one-hour van. You got your uniform clean. You got a big smile on your face, and today, I'm going to take care of you. You have no worries. I am the hero today. How can you not be happy with that feeling? You know, when I was a service tech at 3 o'clock in the morning, when I'm knocking on their door, I was smiling. Because I know today I'm going to make their clients better. And it didn't matter if I had seven more calls and on call. I knew everyone I was going to be a hero, so I was always smiling. You see, I didn't get tired. Because when you love what you do, you really don't get tired. You don't get wore out. You know, when you're loving what you're doing, I always say time freezes. How many of us have done something in life that we were having so much fun at that we looked at our clock and, wow, it's 10 o'clock. How many of us have done something that we didn't want to do and you looked at your clock and it's still 7.05? That's what it's about, having fun. So when I was running calls, I didn't get tired until dispatch called me at 3 o'clock in the morning and was like, Mike, that's your last call. That's when it bothered me. <laughs> that's when I got tired. That's when that long ride home bothered me. But the whole night, I was smiling and I was happy because I was a hero. So like I said, the biggest thing that I do pass on to my team is Biggest thing is just keeping a positive attitude, always smiling and love what you do. Um, when you walk in that client's house, it's be, you know, be that guy that's happy to be there. And then ultimately do the very best you can. So once I'm finished with the air handler, then I'm going to go outside. But before I go outside, I'm going to explain to the homeowner that I'm going outside. Because a lot of times a homeowner don't have no idea where you're at. And if you're not in front of them, then you're probably in your van or talking on your phone and not doing work for them. Wouldn't you agree? So when I go out inside, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go outside. I'm going to clean the air conditioner. I'm going to take the top off and get all them leaves out. I'm going to clean the coils and make sure it's tip top. And then ultimately, I'm going to make sure it's running properly. I'll probably be out there about 30 to 45 minutes. If you have any questions, please come outside. Right? Give them a time limit. Let them know what you're going to be doing. Don't surprise them and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to just, uh, or don't even say nothing and walk outside. You know, let them know, keep them advised. So when I'm outside, I want to do the very best I can. Realize, guys, that probably seven to eight of the system, seven out of 10 systems or homes have cameras. Everything you do is on camera. I got five cameras inside my house. So I got three or four outside and one of them is on my air conditioner. It's not because I want to watch the air conditioning guy. It just happens to be there. But this is today's world. Everybody's watching. 
everybody's listening. And if you're out there and you're talking on your phone or you're not doing your job or you're playing around, well, ultimately they're watching you. And that's not what they're paying for because we all know that one hour isn't the cheapest in town. So we expect you to give us that quality of work. And if I'm watching you on my camera and you're sitting there playing on your phone or texting or whatever, well, it's kind of not going to give me what I want. You're not going to get that warm, fuzzy feeling when you walk in. So when I do go outside, I do take apart everything off of the air conditioner. I take the top off. I vacuum all the leaves out, wipe it down with Simple Green, make sure that it's as clean as it possibly can be. I clean the outdoor coils from the inside, making sure that I got all the debris out of there. A lot of times I'll take the guards off on the outside just to make sure I can get them coils super clean. And then I'm going to ask the client to come outside. Because I know you're watching me on TV, <laughs> but I want you to see what I did. And a lot of times that's where they get that, man, you've definitely done more than anybody else has ever done that's been at my house. Now I know I have permission to sit down at the table and talk about solutions. Because if I'm that guy who just came in and did the bare minimum, I just like everybody else, I'm going to have the results of everybody else. But once I put their air conditioner back together, I got it rumming. I'm going to flush their drain line, make sure that that's clean. Because in Florida, that is our number one service call. Clog drain lines. A lot of water, two to three gallons every hour pulling out of a little hose. A little bit of slug. You know, like that is. So for us, I never want to have a call back. That's probably the most embarrassing thing for me. Because I not only have to tell my teammate that I'm sorry, but I'm also going to call the homeowner. I'm going to call the homeowner and apologize that I made a mistake. Because we're friends. I didn't run in and run out. Before I left, you invited me to Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's my obligation is to be that friend to call you and say, I apologize that I didn't do my job. I did that one time. After that, I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> Even though they were really nice and kind and said, Mike, you know, we understand. That's not the type of guy I am. So to have to make that phone call put me in a situation where I wasn't going to do that again, that I was going to do the very best I can. So when I'm finished with my maintenance, I've checked my insulation. I've went up in the attic. I've checked my ductwork very thoroughly. I checked the indoor unit, the outdoor unit. I've got pictures and cam pictures and videos of everything like i said in the very beginning translation is where we lose it with our clients you see all of us are service technicians we've grown we've invested in ourselves, and in this room talking to each other we can all talk to each other and be very clear and understand each other really really good but your homeowners didn't go to school for air conditioning and heating he don't have 115 friends that are air conditioning guys and they don't speak the same language as we do. So you got to keep it simple. When you walk in that house, it's not about the capacitor. It's not about the contactors. It's not about the blower motors. It's just I got a solution. And when you sit down, it's my man Russell from Myrtle Beach says it best is don't call it what it is. Call it what it does. The blower inside, it moves air. They know what that is. You know, 
The capacitor, they don't know what a capacitor is. Explain to them. It's like a car battery, right? Car battery is dead for your air conditioner. It needs to be replaced. But if I went into the capacitor, what are the first thing they're going to say or heard? They're looking at, you know, um, uh, back to the future, right? What do they call that? Capacitor? <laughs> Flux capacitor, right? Like, wow, we got one of those. Guys, keep it simple because they haven't been in here with us. Keep it as simple as possible. Some of the best training I did was I trained a guy from Puerto Rico who couldn't speak no English or very little. But I was very, I knew that he would be successful in this company because he knew how to say good and bad. And he had an iPad. That's all he had to do. So you see, he would walk in there and he would do his full inspection and try to speak broken English. And the homeowner understood. We live in Florida. It's pretty normal. Um, but when he came to his solutions and writing down his options, he couldn't have that conversation because he didn't know how to have that conversation unless it was in Spanish. And I mean, he could have used different ways to translate. But ultimately, when we sat down and talked, I said, the only thing I need you to do is show them them pictures on that iPad and say good and bad. Guys, he became one of the best guys that we had there. He was a great indoor air quality guy. He was able to upgrade stuff when it needed to be upgraded. And he didn't speak a lot of air conditioning lingo. You see, I've rode with technicians, and a lot of times I can't understand what you were saying. And I've been doing this for 10 years, and if I can't understand what you're saying, they sure in hell can't understand what you're saying. So let's make sure that when we talk to them, we're talking to them as we would talk to our mom, our dad, our friends that aren't air conditioning technicians. Keep it simple. Because if you're going too high and you're speaking air conditioning lingo, I promise you the results aren't going to be positive. They've got to understand exactly what you're talking about. Because if I'm spending $35,000 on something that I don't know what it is and there's no value in it, it's too much. But if I understand exactly what you're doing and I understand the process and I feel that same why in my heart, then I'm going to go ahead and get what you want done because I believe in you. Why? Because you're a friend. You've done everything that you've said you was going to do from the very beginning. You told me you was going to go over and beyond, which you did. You gave me solutions, and now ultimately we're going to do exactly what you want. So, guys, it comes and it starts with a smile. I hope that each and every one of y'all, when you signed up for this job, you realize that you work for a five-star company. One hour, Benjamin Franklin, Mr. Sparky, we're all five-star companies. If you've never had a chance to sit down at a five-star restaurant, and experience what that experience feels like, I recommend you do it. Enjoy it. Spend that time knowing how that experience feels. You see, in a five-star restaurant, it's the same steak as probably any of these two-star restaurants that we go to. But it's that smile. It's that attitude that I want to do better for you. It's that doing the ordinary things extraordinarily well that make that experience something that you will remember not for tomorrow but years to come you will always remember that experience when the technician or the waiter came out 
to your house or to your table. That's what we're building, guys. We got to make sure that we stay at that level of five stars. You should all be proud. You work for the greatest air conditioning company in the nation. When the other guys are three stars failing, we're growing. We're building as this thing bigger and bigger, and we're getting better and better. The company is now starting to involve more training than it possibly ever could. So we're investing into you. And all we want you to do is smile. Walk into the homeowner, smile, and do the very best you can. Because it will make all the difference in the world. I'm not a big guy on pushing numbers. I believe a smile will sell it all. So if you go in there and you become that friend, now you've had the right to sit down and talk about options, solutions. If you haven't built that relationship, don't waste your time. I promise you it's not going to go well. I promise you you'll be upset. I promise you you'll go to your next call with your head down and not smiling. So let's start every single morning when we walk in this office with a smile. Let's change the way that we look at things in life. Let's look at everything as positive instead of negative. You have that decision to make. Living in Arizona, we didn't have rain. You know, it rained like maybe three hours a year. But man, when it was raining, that was such a blessing to us because the state was on fire. I didn't have grass there. The people that I did serve on the air conditioner that had grass, it was fake. Like to me, living in Florida and it rains, that's a blessing. I don't wake up in the morning and say, man, it's raining. It's going to be a gloomy day. I don't want to go to work. No, it's a blessing to me. The good Lord has given us something where our state isn't going to be on fire. The good Lord has given something where my coconut trees in the front of my house can grow. Every decision we make is either good or bad. Every piece of attitude, good or bad, we take to the next person. We take it to our homes. We take it to our work. We take it to our clients. So it's so important that when that bad attitude, something inside you is saying, be negative, be mad, stop it. When your teammates come in this room and they're upset and they're complaining about yesterday's job, look at them and say, we don't live like that no more. Guys, it means that much on your day, your family's day, and our clients' day. A smile. Five-star experience. Doing the very best you can in each and every job. Doesn't get any easier than that. Guys, I promise you, when you start loving what you do, your job gets easier. You start to make more money. You see, I can't tell, I can't come up here and sell you a selling process that works. I can't tell you something that if you go into a call and you do this, this, and this, that you're guaranteed to make money. But I can tell you one thing, that if you walk in that house with a smile and you're willing to do the very best you can, you will be successful. Money comes, but smiles, they just it just seems like it carries on to each and every one of y'all, onto our team, and then onto our clients. Money comes with smiles. People don't deal with unhappy people. They push you out the house. They don't remember your name. They call the office and say, you suck and we don't want you back. Smile, guys. You do work for the greatest company in the nation. There is a reason to smile. Don't bring that negative attitude home. 
So, you know, when we're sitting down, we build a relationship, most importantly, right? They like us. They love us. They've invited us back. Now we have that opportunity to sit down at the table and talk about solutions. When you talk about solutions, make sure that they're involved and they understand everything. You see, a lot of times they don't understand and it's too much. But when they do understand exactly what they're getting, then that price has no factor in what we're offering them. As long as they need it. What's their why? Everything starts with why. You know, it's just if we go into a house and they have allergies, why? If that blower failed, why? The capacitor failed, why? You know, I always say that the what is free. The what is usually under warranty. The why, it's not. That's what pays the bills. So if we're being a technician and a service tech and we're always chasing the what and not the why, we'll always be behind the eight ball every single time. So when you go out to these clients' house, we're not looking for the what, we're looking for the why. And I promise you, everything will change for you when you start looking for that. You see, the capacitor failed for a reason. It wasn't just a bad capacitor made in Japan or wherever they make them, right? The blower failed. It didn't fail because it was improperly made. Why did it fail? I promise you, once you start looking for the why, you'll start changing the way your lives are. Your lifestyles will change. You see, I was a maintenance tech, and when I was in school, they told me that a maintenance tech makes thirty-five dollars to $55,000 a year. At that point, I was wondering why I even spent a year and a half in school. I mean, McDonald's makes more than that, right? But once I started to understand the why, I'd never ever seen anything lower than 85. Because I understood what a smile, taking care of the clients, and figuring out the why did for me and for them. Now I've been gone from Niceville for a long time, probably five years. Probably one time a month, I get a phone call from one client, two clients, telling me that, Mike, today um, our maintenance is due. They just called and they said that our maintenance is due for our heating and air conditioning. They know I don't work there. A lot of my clients are friends of mine on Facebook and they know I travel. But they call me every six months to let me know that their maintenance is due and then who should I call and ask them to ask for Guys, I built lifetime clients off maintenances that, that will be with me forever. And I started it with a smile. I started with a great attitude that I was going to walk in there and I was going to change their life. Today, they're still following me. They still know that they know a guy. So our jobs are pretty simple. Let's break it down to just the simple stuff that we can. When we're talking to our clients, remember to keep it simple. My biggest practice was my mom, my dad, my friends, and my family. I would tell them, this is how I do it at work. If you have any questions or concerns, I want you to stop me before I continue. Because I don't want you to not know what we're talking about. I'm going to tell you now, my mom and my dad probably know more about indoor air quality than most technicians know. Because I practice and practice and practice and I invested into myself until I became the guy that I am today. Today, I still vest in myself. This morning, I was up at 3 o'clock in this morning reading my Dale Carnegie book, getting my mind right, getting that positive attitude before I left the house. 
you can't leave the house with a negative attitude and expect a happy day. So let's start every day with a positive note. Wake up a little bit earlier than you normally do. I recommend an hour before you're supposed to go to work. Me, I'm two, three hours. Like when I get to training, y'all walk in tired. I'm at half day already. I'm, I'm motivated. I'm ready to go. That's what it's all about. You see, when you're, when you're depressed, when you're not loving your job, you're tired. But when you love what you do, you wake up early. Remember when we was a kid and Christmas was here? Man, you couldn't go to sleep, right? Christmas trees up, Santa Claus on the way. Excitement. I loved what I was about to see. That's the feeling I get every single morning when I wake up, come to work at one hour. I already know it's going to be fun. I know my team is amazing. I know the people around me are happy. Guys, that's what it's all about. Love what you do. Take time in what you do. Don't rush it. Well, if I can leave you with anything, please leave with a smile. Take that smile to our client's house today and let them know that today is the day. Today is the day that we're going to do things, things that we've never done before, and we're going to be talking about things that we've never talked about before. Today, we are learning to be the greatest air conditioning company in the nation. Today is that day, guys. Let's take care of our clients and build something that will last forever. Let's make sure that when we lead that call today that they know our name. Let's make sure that when they give us that five-star review today, they put our name in it. And let's do something even better. Why can't we take pictures and, pictures and videos with our clients and let them know that, you know, today is the day. Guys, I've changed so many clients' knife by asking for a selfie with our clients. I also learned a lot about myself. You see, when you sit there with that video and you tell them to take a selfie of you and you ask them to say a little something about the company, you'll find out that the things they say will change your life and put a smile on your face. Because ultimately, they're going to tell the truth and they're going to say you did amazing. You see, when I was in the service field, I would have days that I wasn't so motivated. I was down. And it might have been something, but what I did that really helped me out is I would call yesterday's clients. I wasn't looking for a follow-up on the sales, but I was looking for something to put the smile on my face. So when I had those days, I would call yesterday's clients and, hey, Mrs. Jones, this is Mike from One Hour Heating and Air. I just want to, you know, I just wanted to call and just to verify, I made some changes yesterday and I wanted to make sure everything was working properly for you. Man, what I heard back, Mike, you're amazing. I felt the difference. I could feel it in the air. The air conditioner sounds better. Man, you know that next call, I was smiling. I wasn't doing it for the money. I was doing it because I needed a smile. I knew if I walked in that client's house, the money was going to come. So I'm not going to tell you to push sales or tell you some wicked ways to make money when it comes to it. But I promise you guys, if you walk into that house with a great attitude and a smile, you're going to win. You're going to. Practice, practice, practice. Every day, do something just a little bit better. If you're not pulling the leaves out of the system, why not today start? If you're not flushing a drain with simple green, why not today?
right? If I'm not wiping the indoor unit down with simple green, let's start it. I'm not asking you to change the world in one day, but I guarantee you in a year, you'll change it. If you do one thing every single day different, if you do a little bit better, you see the guys who taught you were good, but you can be better. And there's so many things you can do. There was guys that I taught that felt that Mike was good, but I can be better. So the next thing you know, we had lawnmowers and weed whackers and leaf blowers in our back of our truck because Mike wasn't cutting the grass and doing weed whacking around the condenser units. <laughs> but it was happening. We were changing class life, and we just had a lot of fun doing it. You know, ultimately, when you start doing stuff like that, the homeowner feels it, and you feel a lot better. You know, so love what you do. Take a lot of pride in what you do. Put your name on everything you do. And the biggest thing, the best mentality you can have is, if I can't do it, it can't be done. There is no limits, guys. You are your only limit. Invest into yourself and constantly keep growing as a team. I appreciate you all for coming out today. I really enjoyed it. And y'all have an amazing day. Today is the day, guys. Thank you. And that is a wrap for this episode. Man, Mike is such a passionate guy. I love his down-to-earth nature and his just, I'm going to go take care of this because it's the right thing to do. With a smile on my face, I'm going to take care of the client like they are my own mother. Hope you enjoyed his speech and the passion that he brought in it. And I hope that it placed a smile on your face and one that stays there uh, long into the future. He has such a great way of just saying that this is this is what it takes, guys. Go do it. Go be the servant. Go be the hero for somebody. You'll get that feedback and the smile will just get bigger. If you did appreciate uh, what you heard today, we'd sure love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Uh, hit us up in the comments. Leave us a review uh, or any of those things. We would appreciate any feedback that we can get. We're always looking for great ideas or guests to bring on our show. And uh, we hope that you've enjoyed Mr. Mike Chefs today. That's a wrap for this podcast, and we are going to end it here with our weekly challenge, as we always do, which is to choose to wake up every single morning and waste no day. <laughs>